This week's episode of Talking Simpsons is brought to you by you. That's right, we're on Patreon now, so head on over to patreon.com slash talking simpsons. For as little as $5 a month, you can help our show and get all kinds of great extra content on top of that. We've got a ton of great bonus content waiting for you right now, so head on over to patreon.com slash talking simpsons today. I heartily endorse this event or product. Ahoy hoy everybody, welcome to Talking Simpsons number one in Rand McNally. I am your host, International Drains Commissioner, Bob Mackey, and this is the Laser Time Podcast Network's chronological exploration of the Simpsons. Who else is here with me today? Uh, Henry Gilbert, and there's a lot more mucus here. <laughs> it's true, and who else? Argentinian Hitler, Chris Antista. Oh boy, the secret's <laughs> out. And today's episode is Bart versus Australia. Australia! And today's episode aired on February 19th, 1995, and as always, Chris will tell us what happened on this mythical day in real world history. Oh, boy, Bobby, and TV fans everywhere, because the Bradys have gone big screen with the Brady Bunch movie. And look out, Sonic the Hedgehog, because Rystar has hit the Sega Genesis, and Canada's hit television kids show, The Big Comfy Couch, makes its U.S. debut. Oh, the star of that played Claire Redfield in Resident Evil 2 and Code Veronica. Whoa, in real yes. life? In oh, real in the life. Voice. In, in the, she's a voice actress, okay. and, and she played Lydia in the cartoon Beetlejuice. I had no uh, idea. Very yeah. Canadian is what I'm saying here. Very, <laughs> very Canadian. Nice. Yeah, I, man, I didn't know that. I like never Allison watched Ports. Big Ca- Comfy Couch or Bananas in Pajamas. Those I mean, were like when I, I was stopped. 15. That's Australian. I was jerking Henry. off at this point. I wasn't <laughs> yes. watching children's programming. But I remember Chris talking about this on another podcast, but I do want to revisit the Brady Bunch movie Dude. because you pointed out it is the most 90 movies making fun of the 70s, but now that we're 20 years later, it's just yeah. like, you ain't all that 90s. It's Fuck the you. most arrogant Gen X movie yeah. you've ever seen. Oh. It makes every single detail of like 1995 feel like it's so much more important than your puffy lapels and I never thought about disco <laughs> music. It's so, it's so arrogant. I never thought about the, the snide Gen Xery of it. Uh, it's all, of it like all. Davy Jones comes on stage and like that's not music. This is music grunge. Like <laughs> fuck you. This is awful too. Do I, any of the Brady kids mosh in that movie? I seem to recall something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. every like every single 1995 trend. They pretend like they don't even know what a giant brick sized mobile phone is. Like, <laughs> fuck you, 1995. They then just replayed like ten sitcom plots throughout the film yeah. of like she gets hit in the nose mm-hmm. with a football and then also the new Jan. Jan Brady. Jan wears a uh, an afro wig to the party, and they have AstroTurf, but Gary Cole is perfect, oh, and yeah. Shelley Long. The movies both are, cast. both movies are transfixing, especially mm-hmm. if you have, like, vague, I don't know, lucid memories of the Brady Bunch, which I think we do, mm-hmm. even though it's kind of gone. And that they, they played, they walked right up to the line of, like, a do- in both it and the sequel, they're like, oh, uh, Marsha's friend is a lesbian who wants to get with her, but let's, we'll just get up to that line. In, and then and then in two, they joke around of, like, what if Greg and Marsha had sex? <laughs> the like, show did that. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. true. Yeah. I remember uh, Anna Faris as Jan, right? No. Was she Jan or no? No, no it, wasn't. it wasn't anybody I can... Interesting. Was Jan ben was Stiller's really good. Was Marcia, but yeah, the <laughs> Jan was very good. I yeah. feel like they were... Uh, we're going on way too long about this. I, I want to get this out because I know this. It's I feel like they were ripping off this uh, this comedy stage show yes. that Andy Richter and Melanie Hutzel, Melanie Hutzel were both in that yeah. just did Brady Bunch stuff. And that's mm-hmm. how Melanie Hutzel got to be on SNL and played Jan Brady in those Once, sketches. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Or in that one sketch. I seem to recall there being sketch, more, right. but maybe it was just one. What? I think it was one. One, but it was awesome because Chris Rock came out as a mishmash of 
Mushmouth and Donald from Fat Albert's <laughs> yeah. uh, in live action. Oh, wait, Fat they, Albert sucks now. They fused. Uh, <laughs> he I always sucks. I yeah, love Fat Albert. But, but the the Brady Bunch movie, who'd have thought it would aged better than the Fat Albert movie? Oh, <laughs> but, God. Uh, I, I liked the very Brady sequel because they got even stupider. They're like, they had a bigger budget, so they thought, well, now we can do the Hawaii plot. And now we can even have a reference to the cartoon mm-hmm. and the and the and the variety hour. They could do all the I only liked the Brady's is like tangentially through Gen Xery. Like I never watched it until until after they like started having the reruns on Nick at Night when I the movie it. came I out. I watched a ton of it growing up. Yeah. It was my original full house. Yeah, and Full you, House took over. If you didn't have cable, like it was on like four times a day and it was mm. the only thing about kids that was syndicated. It was like that or MASH. So it was always Brady Bunch. <laughs> and uh, Ristar was them trying to make a second Sonic that actually played better in some it's ways. Really better than Sonic, the first Sonic. Great music, music too. Yeah. Yeah. But it did not. That, that star just wasn't as cool as a cocky hedgehog. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who could be. So but this also episode, ripped from the headlines, right? Yeah, yeah, I want to get into this. So the basis of this episode uh, was a 1993 incident in Singapore by an American wow. citizen named Michael Fay attending just... the Singapore American School. We and... were talking about this on another podcast, and I don't know why. There was a was one-off one? joke yes. about it in Bart's comment where okay. Skinner says, it won't be a simple caning this time, okay. but this is the more direct episode. So I guess he vandalized some cars, yeah. he stole some signs, and he was sentenced to four months in jail, 3500 Singapore dollars, <laughs> and six strokes of the cane. Wow. After international pressure, it was reduced to four strokes. But I believe uh, Weird Al, uh, the, the songwriter, oh singer, Weird Al said it best in the song Headline News. Once... There was this kid who took a trip to Singapore and brought along his spray paint. When he finally came back, he had cane marks all over his bottom. He said that it was from when the warden whacked it so <laughs> We're good. So, you know, Weird Al is playing fast and loose with the facts. He was not visiting Singapore. He was living there with his mother. Uh, yeah. He was an American citizen attending an American school. But yeah, he was whacked in the ass <laughs> as a form of punishment. And it, uh, there was much fun was made of this. Yeah. Yeah. But and, a big foreign controversy, the American idea that a foreign government can spank our kids? No. Yeah, it, well, that's that's played around with a lot in this episode. But it was, in the case of the Singapore caning, it was like, we we do have the death penalty here. Like it's it's something for America to be super judgmental yes. about. Like we're doing, they're doing public corporal punishment, like a we, formal we spanking. A yeah. It's just when you you look at this episode now and it seems ridiculous, but there were yeah. millions of federal dollars spent around this case, housing people overseas. Yeah. And dip- diplomacy out the wazoo. Mm. It costs money to like try and get Michael Fay out of this. Yeah, this well, incident. America gets really mad when a country does something to an American. It's it's also, it's why you hear those stories of like, you'll hear stories about a natural disaster, let's say, in some part of the world that is in America. And the American news, they'll report on it, but you'll also see the stories of like, five Americans died <laughs> in this thing of like, well, among, yeah, there were American bodies among mm-hmm. hundreds of other bodies. <laughs> it's our sheer exceptionalism, Henry, that makes yeah. us more important. It's it's our greatness that makes us so exceptional, as Duke Gingrich said. But so they turned it to not have to make fun of Singapore, an Asian country. They then go to 
something in a similar time zone with, yes. with Australia. I do want to get into this really quick, though, that um, I believe this is the superior, the best Simpsons International episode because mm. every other one, it's like, here are a list of things we're going to make fun of about this country. Mm-hmm. This is half that and half let's just make things, make up. things up. And that's mm-hmm. what I love about this episode. How just It just makes things up and just presents them to you we with a straight research. face. Yeah, yeah. It's just like the, the prime minister is not the real prime minister. There There is no boot on the Australian flag. Like all of these great details <laughs> and these great like these made up words, these made up customs. I just love how they make all this stuff up instead of choosing to make fun of Australian. This, things is, the this is their. Time. It's odd to think about. This is the Simpsons' first international trip. This yeah, is the first time they have yeah. left America. Well, Bart went to France, but, but he did. As that a was, family, yeah. they had never gone together. But instead of like, well, they go to Africa or, or they go to Japan or Brazil, and all those things have to be like realer or mm-hmm. presented as like this is half of a thing that's real in Japan. It, it is incredible that you. Yeah, Australia was a good target to pick because you can, they're white people, so they can be made mm-hmm. fun of. They, it, only recently were the Australians mildly offended by this portrayal. Mm-hmm. And even then, they have a good sense of humor about it. And did you see that news story from two years ago? Petition. Started by oh, a man I named Thomas it. Probst. Got 70,000 signatures to change Australians' currency to dollar reduce. Oh, yes. Uh, perfect. According, according to Probst, uh, due to global commodity prices plummeting, the Australian economy is, is, is struggling. That's why we need to do something to stimulate the Australian economy. And that something is changing the name of Australian currency to dollar reduce. This will make <laughs> millions of people around the world want to get their hands on the Australian currency <laughs> due to real-life Simpsons reference driving up the value of Australian currency. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. Okay, so I've wow. seen the meme of the Fake dollar do on, no. on the front of it is Tobias's father looking at the bill. It, well, okay, I think yeah. that's fake, but I believe the Australian mint buckled and made limited edition dollar dues. Wow, yeah. they, that was an that was the last announcement on the petition. I couldn't. Is that find like when uh, we mint special coins as collector's items yes. and stuff? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, and like uh, Scottish money, they put like a famous golfer on it once mm. too. Oh, they, yeah, they've done that though. Uh, but the also Australia was in the news recently in our first uh, Bill Oakley interview, which you guys go back and listen to, he was remarking on how him and Josh Weinstein wrote this episode because they're like, well, we'd never have an international incident with Australia. They've been our friends forever. (laughs) And then in the first week of our current president's term, he pissed off Australia. I don't want to hear it, Australian. (laughs) I I don't even... It was so many incidents ago, I don't even remember what happened. Well, so the... the, It was one of those other funny things where the entire transcript... So, first there was a story that he had a bad phone call with Prime Minister Turnbull, who who was the guy there, and then the entire transcript leaked, and it was hilarious of him of him talking to him on the phone and saying like uh hello, hello mr i'm not going to do an impersonation trump he's like hello uh, isn't our mutual friend this australian golfer having a good time too and it was it was trump doing every 80s boss move he learned from a boss book and, can you see the gun fingers i'm pointing yeah. at you and, and partially though turnbull the the problem was that turnbull said so we have all these refugees and mm-hmm. we're going to send them to you and he's like I, I, my entire plank was was that we're not going to take on refugees. You're going to make me look so bad. He's like, well, Obama agreed to this. He's like, Ooh, we really, but you're going to make really me sticky look situation bad. with brown people right now. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just him co- keeps President, whining yeah. like. But it'll make me look bad, don't you know? President like deals, could, uh, whining his way out of a deal. I could be wrong. He complained about Obama and mm-hmm. then said the Russia phone call was much better than this. Yes, I yeah. bet it was. This was a bad phone call. I <laughs> bet it was. And then when Turnbull came to America, they had to have like a makeup of like. But then there was an extra hilarious part where he 
the the meeting with Turnbull in in person in America was happening during an attempt to repeal Obamacare, and then Trump was like, oh, "Our health care, man, is such a thing. I wish we had it like you guys. I bet." Not knowing that <laughs> they right. have a public option in idiot, Australia. Idiot. Boy, it is that really boomeranged on him. Yeah, that throwing <laughs> stick stunt of his. Uh, but yeah, so that anyway, that's where Oakley and Weinstein came from. It as Australia would be a funny one because they're always been our friend, mm-hmm. and it's they they have a very similar history to America of being a former British colony that uh, well they didn't exactly rebel, but it is a former British colony that also you know murdered the natives and <laughs> took over <laughs> took over an area they just didn't have as much exploitable resources as we did but australia seems like a lovely place bob and i used to uh, we worked very recently with a uh, lovely australian woman who i contemplated asking uh, expert advice on this <laughs> but she she i was like no i haven't talked to her in well, a few I, months i yeah. ended up on a facebook page i started following a long time ago mm-hmm. and uh, our rival podcast the four finger discounts ah, and they're mm. they're they're australians and they yeah. and they have a whole breakdown of this like what's real and what i did like that yeah i I read through that too it is oh i saw that yeah simpsons fans in australia are definitely in force there they talked about on the commentary that there was a one time talks of an australian theme park having a simpsons land in it even Uh, actually the australian simpsons fan i met once was my first trip to japan i was at a square enix event which had all these international games press people there and then included an australian who was not super jet lag because it's only a three hour time difference between sydney and tokyo so he was there and i was like uh he joked everything i know about america i learned from the simpsons uh-huh. and i said well everything i learned about australia right i learned action. from the simpsons so. and then he played knifey spoonie yes, until the yeah. break of dawn but we had a fun we had a fun little chat about that it was it's always interesting to me to meet people from other countries and what the simpsons meant to them as compared yeah, to it's, to us it's really inter- and just australia just just the nature of how hard it is to get to means a lot mm. of people it is one of the most foreign foreign countries yeah I, and, john oliver's trip there about gun control on the daily show is quite a good one <laughs> oh, and just yeah. the but the feeling chris you've had that uh yeah a very funny joke about they all just they they come off as the rednecks of the world and greg proops called it arkansas with a beach <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. Is the world's smartest man but they do have smarter uh, gun laws there <laughs> gotta give them oh, yeah. that but uh, so when i was around bart's age though i did go through an australian phase well, like the, it was a really the thing they talk about in the episode yeah. of america going through an australian phase that was real that happened yeah. and yeah. i was alive when it happened i remember it. i ate my share of koala yummies mm, koala yummies still... there were multiple koala cartoon shows mm-hmm. yeah when do we want to break down those references well the uh, koala uh, the koala cartoon shows i did want to mention that that apparently that is from in 1984 mm-hmm. Japan got their first koalas at a zoo and it caused a koala craze <laughs> so then they animated uh, shows like the nuzzles if yeah, you remember that I believe and, it's the noozles, noozles <laughs> and, but then then we got that five years later yeah. in time for our Australian craze wow. along with Crocodile Dundee yeah, shows like that poison my child brain to loving anime, and that's all I watch now. I know. Thank you, Nickelodeon, for your cheap content of getting cheap anime. Cheap dub there. stuff, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can't wait to break down Phil Hartman's Australian references. Oh, they're oh, all great. Yep, it's yep. Great. Yes. Good old Jocko. <laughs> uh, but all right, well, why don't we then get into it? Uh, I like the start of the episode in that uh, I 
Oakley and Weinstein have talked before about they they got more use out of the kids' bathroom than anybody else on the show. Like, <laughs> they nope, really did, yeah. They never that stuff never happens in the kids' bathroom. Like uh, the bathroom rug metaphor in uh, Marge Not Be Proud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like the design of it. You've got like fish on the wall and everything. It is. Uh, we didn't have a kids' bathroom uh, in my house. We two, did have two bathrooms, two ensuite but... bathrooms. They're living in little and large in that yes, house. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things you see the show like, well, I could never live this way. <laughs> Uh, and they, they're having that uh, shampoo versus toothpaste race. And that's when we get to the Coriolis effect. So the thing with the Coriolis effect, people, nerd and have pointed this out. Lisa is wrong-ish about this. Yeah, yeah. That the Coriolis effect does have an effect on weather. Like mm-hmm. hurricanes turn a certain way while below the equator weather events turn a different way. But in a body of water that is small as a toilet or a sink it is kind of nothing like it'll turn either way or it'll just sink down it won't even spin you just kneel to grass tyson all over that (laughs) i know it's it's wrong it's (laughs) wrong and and, but like she's kind of right yeah she is right and it was discovered or named after gaspard gustave coriolis from 1835 Uh, good old gaspard yeah but i also just love homer screaming in the shower like god Cool. Ah, Good animation, too. Who did this one? Wes Archer? It was he a Wes Archer one, yes. Yeah. Another vacation episode. He did uh, Itchy and Scratchy Land, too. That's right. Yeah. I still don't get... It was so prevalent in the 80s and early 90s that flushing the toilet to affect the shower, I yeah. never saw that effect. Uh, it would happen in my house. Same like, here. It would, yeah. like, it would rob cold water of the shower. So, mm, yeah. And it would then turn up the heat. And if you uh, oh, turn on the hot so water on your sink. I, I had to assume it was up. a cold water hitting someone in the shower. It's, mm. It makes the water hotter? Yes. It, it's. Uh, I believe it's taking cold water to flush the toilet. This is a revelation. Yeah. So yeah. less cold revelation. water is mixed with the hot water and then changing the temperature. <laughs> Chris had those rich people pipes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> that, that Florida aquifer pipes. Uh, plenty of water down there. Uh, yeah. I Well, now I don't have that because I have not lived anywhere with more than one bathroom in a very long time but <laughs> i don't know uh, where, my, where my water goes uh but then bart learns a bit more about the coriolis effect and the mysterious land of Rand mcnally bart water will only go the other way in the southern hemisphere what the hell is the southern hemisphere <sighs> haven't you ever looked at your globe see the southern hemisphere is made up of everything below the equator this line <laughs> hmm. so down there and say Argentina or Rand McNally, all their water runs backwards? Uh-huh. In fact, in Rand McNally, they wear <laughs> hats on their feet and hamburgers eat people. Cool. <laughs> I uh, love the little acting on Lisa when she says hamburgers eat people like her arm or she does a biting motion with her hand and the pause when she realizes Bart won't know what the equator is yeah, I love this that line <laughs> and that uh, this is the second Oakley Weinstein thing about burgers taking a bite out of you because they <laughs> right. did that in Lisa versus Malibu Stacy which there's a lot of verses in this season like it's actually where they go from Bart versus Australia to Homer mm-hmm. versus Patty and Selma and then previously Lisa versus Malibu Stacy, but I guess that's that was kind of their naming convention at this time. It's an easy convention, and that yeah, the I did I love that Rand McNally joke because as a kid <laughs> I would see glo- like you'd yeah. see globes in the library and they have to fill up space somewhere so they have a logo on it. But yeah. uh, I I prefer before logos that they would have you know like sea serpents or whatever drawn in there. Those were more fun. Rand McNally before Google oh, Maps, they practically <laughs> owned mapping technology. <laughs> yes. As a, a printing press in Chicago that ended up, t- like, they were hired to make Chicago newspapers and eventually bought out. No, we make your newspapers now. Wow. Uh, and then, and then I think, pioneered the 
the I don't know topography, mm-hmm. and they're I I don't know I've seen their name everywhere. Rand McNally. I, they had the corner on printed maps, but now printed for about, maps for about are a just, century. Uh, yeah, they you can Rand McNally still exists. Mm-hmm. It's now just an app. They're like, well, you download the Rand McNally app and look wow. at stuff like, well, Google Maps kind of beats you. I won't be like, doing that. Yeah, it is, it is the conjunction of two names, Rand uh, and McNally. It's just like Barnum and Bailey. Mm-hmm. Huh? The, mm-hmm. <laughs> the two <laughs> map giants merged, <laughs> and the Bart had never even opened. Like he was handed a globe on his birthday and. Never even took the wrapping paper. Off. I got a globe as a gift. It sucked. Yeah, yeah. I did too. Weird. Like yeah. why? Like what? Am I, I going to explore or something? It's What's not happening? even a globe. Is n- it? Does, it's not even good reference material. Even <laughs> yeah. without the internet, it's just decoration. It's like, no. well, here's a place I'll never go, and here's well, a place I'll never go. <laughs> now Super Mario Odyssey has made globes there cool again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we should talk about all the places Bart calls because Bart kills yes. two people with his phone calls. Yeah, it ha- I would say that Bart <laughs> accidentally killing two people are bigger international incidents than a phone bill in Australia. So the first one is the uh, South Pole Research Station call, and uh, their toilet is frozen over. I do like him tapping the toilet with a pen as if it's like, you should know this toilet has, has not yeah. functioned. It should, you should have realized your toilet had frozen by now. And also that the guy the guy had a swimsuit issue thing yeah. in there, so I wonder if we're supposed to think he's going to be pleasuring himself. Maybe. Uh, that was some standard I, bathroom reading at the time. I guess, yeah. It wasn't... Uh, uh, I would bet in the, there's a lot of masturbation at the, the Antarctica <laughs> uh, Research Station. That's true. Uh, he calls a Latin... I think it's a Latin American country. It, well, it has to be South America oh, to South be America, below the border, right, right. so it can't be Mexico. Yeah, but it's one of those always workable jokes of banana. The Republic dictatorship type yeah. things. He, he mistakes Bart's phone call for uh, news about the rebels taking over, yes. and he jumps out the window, and you hear his body hit the ground too, yeah, which I forgot about. We're He's at the height of people jumping out of windows. Yes. In the they love that. the PTA disbands is this season. Yeah, <laughs> he calls some like place that's overrun with like lava, and a guy yeah. tries to answer the phone and falls into the lava. So creep. that guy's dead too. Yeah, and uh, they call Hitler on his car phone, which is also <laughs> a nuisance phone. I yeah. can't believe I had to Google just Adolf Hitler. Yes. You're like, wait, how old was he? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a lot of Nazis fled to Argentina, and there was uh, there was conspiracies about Adolf Hitler still being alive. He would have been 106 in 1995, <laughs> yeah. I believe, which so. is possible. But he wasn't driving. No, no, no that no. wasn't happening. It's the funniest idea in the world that you know, He's shopping at Cartier too. Yes, that all these, and that a guy gives him an other old Nazi salutes him <laughs> on a bicycle, <laughs> like sarcastically. Yes, yeah, yeah, mm. I'm a nude knight. But this, this, this confused the because sh- I had to. Dad, is Hitler still alive? <laughs> Uh, yes. Yeah. No, well, but hot, maybe. Uh, Nazis always wanted to dream that Hitler was still alive, and that it was all just a hoax that the, the Americans said he killed himself, but his skull was really a woman's. But even then, it's like, well, then he would be the oldest Nazi alive, and he can't. That would Hitler wasn't living the life of no. a man who lived to be. He was on speed a lot, and uh, they, they joked about how Graining hates Hitler jokes, even on there. That they, yeah. they somehow got it through. They actually, they're this heated up uh, recently again. This Hitler in South America thing because the CIA declassified some documents very recently that they had reports that. Hitler is in Colombia and then moved to Argentina. And they say, the CIA people are like, well, look, we we had to look into it because it seemed important at the mm-hmm. time but this was not real like it didn't really <laughs> work but they I only and I realize I only have my definitive view of what happened to Hitler mm-hmm. from the German movie Downfall from about 15 years ago oh, right. which is where the angry Hitler meme comes from because yes. it's the German people's first movie addressing Hitler and I'm like, wait a minute. Why am I trusting the Germans to tell me that Hitler died? <laughs> that's how they. That's how they that's, win you that's over. How they get you. Yeah. Well, as we all but know, he took he a was... suicide pill and bit, like. 
When really he was shot to death in a movie theater and then exploded. Exactly. Like, that's what, that's what happened. <laughs> but I had I had one huge question here. Sure. And it was really dumb. Holy shit, do collect calls still exist? It, like the idea of calling another country, I love that joke about pushing 9,000 numbers. Yes. Because I didn't do it until my 20s and it's it's mm. stupid difficult. Well, do you remember just the, the collect call wars and the long well, distance wars of the 90s? If you give me a moment, I can okay. have a Simpsons guest star explain to you what's going on. Better call the beast house. Tell them we're going to be late. Hey, you could save up to 44% if you dialed 1-800-COLLECT. 44%? You're kidding. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's easy. See? You better listen to the brother. You're going to need that 44% when you get my bill. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Oh so, my god! That was a wow. strange period. Yeah, the, the call att. I forget. I forget there was a one eight hundred. George Carlin did ads. I, Phil Hartman did. I'm pretty sure the Who Shot Mr. Burns stunt was sponsored by a collect call or long distance call plan, like an yeah. AT and T thing. Yeah, that's true. I I, I remember David Arquette and John yes. Stamos were yeah. also part mm-hmm. of it. All the it was the collect call boom. Carrot top. Yeah. Oh yeah. Carrot so top, according everybody. to an Ars Technica article from two years ago, I I don't think these are still run by legitimate companies. But somebody bought those lines, yeah. and in a desperate move, an Ars Technica editor or user called 1-800-COLLECT two years ago for six minutes, and it cost him $50. Oh, my God. Whoa. $50. But a collect call, I didn't know for a long time, is, is essentially like COD. You're calling someone who they have – the recipient yeah. of your phone call They're has to pay. pay for it. Yeah. They're footing the bill. I remember just how, how ancient all this stuff is. Like one of the old <laughs> Seinfeld episodes, there's a bit about how when you're on a payphone – and the operator asks you to put another dime, like, ball's in your court now. It's like, when does that ever happen? Like, are you being extorted in a payphone? What yeah, happens if I, you don't put no, money what, in? What we would do pre-cell phones, we'd be out and try to call, trying to call a friend. We'd use 1-800-COLLECT. Oh, I did that, too. And you'd leave a message. Uh, you'd usually leave, this is a message from... Christopher, but instead we'd be at a payphone. You'd mm-hmm. call for free. Nine four two is like yell out the number so someone could call that payphone back, or just tell them to pick you up or whatever. Yes. I did that with my parents. Like, yeah. come pick me up. Yeah, mm-hmm. that. Well, that commercial and all those commercials also depended on. Well, the only way you're going to call somebody collect is because you have a payphone near you. It's like, well, one, I'm never going to have a payphone near me, and two, I yeah, always why, have a phone. Why was this so important? Well, yeah, it I, was. It was another racket. The last time I got a collect call was when a friend was uh, calling me for bail oh, that yeah. was like 12 years ago yeah, like, yeah. I, I called someone from jail too what up but john i don't think about long distance plans i just know i can call my mom in ohio 2000 miles away and it, there won't be a bill or a charge for that call on my phone it's, it's bizarre long distance yeah. has not been an issue mm-hmm. on a phone call level in about well, a decade well and even international calls mm-hmm. like bart's international call thing i only thought of that recently uh, a couple of years ago i did a covered comic con with some british compatriots mm-hmm. and they're like okay just give us uh, just call our phone and it's uh all these numbers i was like this is too many numbers come on let's just skype and if you're in office yeah. you got to dial nine and hit yeah. your extension Ugh. yeah it's it, but all that's again in, in today yeah. like you just have facetime with somebody in japan we when we were in japan uh we all went on a group trip to japan in 2014 and we just signed up for line line and it's is like, great yeah i just will give you a phone call online and use wi-fi like i'm not paying the fees to use this stuff here like so i would also like to mention that bart is bad in every way in this like he is always in the <laughs> he's wrong. at fault he is at fault he deserves a booting quite honestly so when he finally calls australia that's when he realizes he needs to call collect and the the plot begins in earnest 
This is the international operator. Will you accept a collect call from... Uh, yes. Uh, <clears throat> this is Dr. Bart Simpson of the International Drainage Commission. It's an emergency. If it's an emergency, <laughs> then... We understand some drains in your area have been malfunctioning, sucking in people and whatnot. Really, kids? That's awful. Indeed. We need you to check your sinks and toilets and tell us which way the water is going. And please, stand clear. <laughs> It all draining clockwise, sir. Oh, she was right, stupid Lisa Science Queen. Well, why don't you just check your neighbor's drains? I'll hold. <laughs> but Tobias lives in the middle of nowhere in Bryce. Hey, Bart, the bakery caught fire and all downtown smells like cookies. Wanna go smell? Yes. Yes, I do. <laughs> so, like, I think Oakley and Weinstein have the best constructed episodes of mm-hmm. The Simpsons. And this one, I was just thinking about how it starts. It starts with the catalyst for everything, the swirling yeah. down the drain. And that, that's what starts Bart on his journey that leads him to Australia. Mm-hmm. It's very that's well constructed true, yeah. that way. Each step goes to the next one very easily. And Trying then, to move toilet water with his hand. Yes. <laughs> and He's then the plunger, Bart. <laughs> and then also, yeah, this isn't unlike, say, Fear of Flying, where they waste eight mm. minutes on a thing that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. They, then they are immediately, like, each step goes the other there's no weak b plot in this of bart becoming a ballet dancer or something. Oh, spoilers <laughs> for the next episode <laughs> the simpsons will be right back hope you listeners are as happy as a Charles Walzer in a lift as you're listening to this episode and know that we are able to do this full time thanks to patreon.com slash talking simpsons that is where we are directly supported and are able to do this full time not have to bother with jobs that distract us from simpsons and where you can focus on making tons of exclusive content on top of this podcast for just five dollar dues a month you can get access to every episode of this show from now on ad free and a week early plus you'll get access to the entire first season of Talking Simpsons, plus we're reposting some classic episodes from season two with the ads removed in them as well and perhaps coolest of all, it's where you can listen to Talking Critic, where we go through the critic every episode one at a time with our wonderful co-hosts Michael Raparez and Diana Goodman those are all super fun, again just five dollar dues and for ten dollar dues or more, you'll also get access to a special series of videos only available to our bestest patrons so go to patreon.com slash talking simpsons today and help us out Disparaging our shirt is a bootable offense, so why don't you go to tiny.cc slash talking shirt and check out the awesome Talking Simpsons t-shirt you could get today. Did you know that we have a t-shirt? Did you know that it comes in tons of different sizes and ships internationally? Did you know it is made wonderfully in a beautiful sky blue by Shirt Sickle? And did you know that it is based on the Ion Springfield design made by our wonderful friend of the show, Nina Matsumoto? All these things I just said are true, and you can check it out for yourself at tiny.cc slash talking shirt and grab one for yourself. Just $19.99 plus tax and shipping and all that stuff. A pretty good deal on a really great shirt. Check it out. Hey, this is Sideshow Luke Perry. You're listening to Talking Simpsons on Laser Time. 
This week on Laser Time, the internet's seventh leading pop culture podcast, the gang is tackling a brand new topic. This character, I believe, has the distinction of being the only person who has led the... Let me finish all three of these teams, because this is pretty impressive. The Teen Titans, the Outsiders, and the Justice League of America. Pony Boy. That's Nightwing. That's Nightwing. Dick uh, Grayson. Oh, it's not C. Thomas Howell? <laughs> um, <laughs> Pony Boy. Pony Boy. <laughs> Worst superhero here. ever. Right. <laughs> Couldn't even say Johnny. Pony Boy. <laughs> but he could stay gold. He saved gold. Only power. A super ability to stay <laughs> <All> gold. <laughs> That's Laser Time. New every Monday on LaserTimePodcast.com, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, but I like how innocent Tobias is, too, that he's just like, he, he only cares. How if an emergency then? <laughs> I think uh, that's Pamela Hayden. She has the mm. worst Australian accent in this episode. Yes, I think Harry yeah. Shearer's is the best. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I, what's a good word? Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, so then when the Bills come back from his other calls, this is, I, I just love the, the return of zone. Homer's brain. We haven't heard from Homer's brain in a while. <laughs> it's true. Burkina Faso, disputed zone. Who called all these weird places? <laughs> Quiet, it might be you. I can't remember. No, I'm going to ask Marge. No, no. Why embarrass us both? <laughs> Just write a check and I'll release some more endorphins. <gasps> oh. <laughs> Homer just came. <laughs> yeah. Now that, yeah, that that his brain is talking about. That's also would explain why Homer is a bad husband or a bad partner. He's like, no, I should discuss this with my wife. Oh, don't do that. Mm-hmm. I'll just release endorphins. And he immediately forgets. And that also explains why he is not mad. They don't even know about this because he does not investigate at all. Bur- Burkina Faso, in case you're curious, a small country in West Africa that has a a, a sad history of colonialism and then strife after colonialism. I could have guessed that. Yeah, yeah, it's... Just below Egypt. There's a funny, depressing part of... The Onion did a book called The Onion's Guide to the World where basically it's it's a parody of a school book and they seriously do jokes for every country on Earth and they have to get specific about it. But when they when you get to the Africa section... By the fifth country, they're like, look, it's the same joke, okay? <laughs> this part of Africa was also horrible. Is that, is that Our Dumb World? Yeah, that okay, was Okay, I need to read that. World. I bought it's, it ages it's, ago. It's real funny. It's real I funny. I have Our Dumb Country or whatever the American one that, was. That one's good, but I like the world one because yeah, I'll give them credit. They thought of new things to make fun of for each country on Earth. And their their jokes about uh, about the West Congo is different than regular <laughs> Congo. And Burkina Faso was a, a somewhat new name they had had changed it from its old colonial name recently so that's and that is below the equator too so that we didn't see that call from bart to burkina wow. faso no african nation was called in that no we only saw three of his calls i think uh, before yeah. the australian one by the way squatters crog is <laughs> not a real place but there are real places in Australia <laughs> such as Glebe and Dismal Swamp. So, wow. Ooh, Dismal so Swamp. Yes, yeah. I just that was when I heard of the town Glebe. I asked our former Australian coworker, like Glebe, that's real. She's like, yeah, there's a lot of cities like that. Go, like, <laughs> Were you named after a Futurama drink? G L E B E. I would like any Aussie listeners out there tell us what you think of our opinions on Australia. Yeah. I'd, I'd like your insight into this. But uh, I'm guessing it's like our stupid stupid country with a bunch of Indian names with forgotten meaning. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Native American Chicago. Mm. Chicago. Mm. I guess they... I should have looked into this one. I meant to. Does Australia use a lot of bidets? 
I, I assume I, because they're European, they're all yeah. they're always squirting water up there. And most, you know what? I'm jealous because yes. I know that's a much better and cleaner way. Most than smart countries paper. do. Yeah. yeah. Well, did you read that Reddit post that was going viral recently about how like women who say my husband's butt is oh, disgusting because he like he won't even wipe his ass or clean between his butts. He's like nothing goes between my cheeks. Like yeah. the fear of being gay has made you have the most disgusting ass what, in, in the world. What yeah. if I have sex with a rag? It's yeah. not the fear of being. I don't do butt stuff because uh-huh. I just don't trust what's happening down there I'm a hairy dude with a bad diet I, I, it's fine like you just you got to get over that i don't want anybody to have to experience what might be happening there every once in a while you see an underwear that leaves that it, it sheds a mystery so, a light of mystery on that situation also so i was surprised that australia used dollars i did not yeah. know yeah, that australian dollars the, I, I thought it was pounds or, or it would have been something like that in uh, u.s currency 900 dollary dues is <laughs> 700 american dollary dues hmm. though uh, For, in, in 1995 in 1995 money 700 american dollars is worth 1100 american dollars uh. now and i actually looked into this the exchange rate in 1995 and now is based basically the same for america and australia so it's the same so yeah nine uh, basically over a thousand dollars on that collect call to to buy it but australia calls bart back hello right i'm calling all the way from squatters crog australia <laughs> and i want to speak to uh dr bat simpson right now uh hold please all right but i did hey roll bert stanton speaking <laughs> oi I said Bart Simpson. What kind of a company is this? Bart Simpson's office? Thank the great good lord. Look, I was just so... One moment, please. Who do they think I am? Some stupid Aussie drongo? Pleading yanks. I order. This is Bart Simpson. Can I help you, ma'am? Yeah. Hey! My name is Bruno Drundridge, right? You owe me $900, mate. No, you owe me $900. Oh, you... Ooh. <laughs> Bart is very much Bugs Bunny in that uh, yeah, scene. Yeah. yeah, it's. I like that he he is groggy at first, but once he clicks, like, oh, okay, time to mess with this guy. Like, yeah. I'm certainly not going to apologize. And, and a drungo is a real kind of, it's not a oh, slur, uh-huh. like sort of a derogatory word for someone. It's sort of like a drunk bimbo. Oh, okay. uh, drungo. So that is a real slang. Yes. Unlike Charles Wazers. Uh, and the and, Melinda Gilderchuk. And uh, and that's when Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head last heard in Duffless. That well, that was the song Bart was humming. Oh, really? Okay. The fake music. Raindrops Keep Falling on My Head. It's funny. Like, on the commentaries, they say they will ask Nancy to just hum random nonsense, and she will find a real song that they have to pay for later. <laughs> She's not as good at making up random songs like Dan Castleman. I, I mean, Dan Castleman. I apologize. Somebody po- I made a Barnyard Mo ringtone. Oh, yes. That was great. Yeah. And yeah. multiple people said... It should have been Homer's. That that <laughs> should have been your. Too, but, but if you want that, it's it's ah, just drag it on your iPhone. Ah, ah, it's right ah, there on the Bart's ah, Comet page. Uh, so before we play the second half of it, I did want to play the Dingo took my baby line, which is not Dingo ate my baby yeah. as as Seinfeld would have us believe. But here, I've seen this movie. Here is the uh, the real reference. Please don't The Dingo took my baby. What? <laughs> what? That's the overrated what? Meryl Streep. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> She was in that movie. That's yeah. right. No, she's the star of it. It's yeah. called A Cry in the Dark, though, in Australia it was called Evil Angels. It's a terrifying sequence, too. You mm-hmm. can't really see it the baby in the jaws of a dingo, but you just see this thing run away in the night. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I found that well, scene and, haunting. And it is based on a real thing. Like, it's it's uh, an Australian baby named Azaria Chamberlain, 
1980, she uh, baby disappeared, and they blamed the mother. They were like, "Well, you murdered your baby," and she's like, "No, a dingo. The dingo took it. It's always a dingo. <laughs> and it's an easy cover, I would say, if you did murder your baby. But so the film is about how innocent she was and how she the dingo really did ate the baby, and also stars Sam Neill, an actual oh, yeah. Aussie. So and this was the go-to reference for Australia for about a decade on sitcoms because yes. it was a way to make a dead baby joke and get yeah, away yeah. with it on TV. We've said it. I've said it a million times on here. Just Henry. They can't make fun. They can't make fun of real things in the news. But if you make a movie about autism, gays, trans, <laughs> dead babies, cannibalism, then you, you make fun of the movie while you're really making a dead baby joke on TV. And that's fun in a transgressive way, especially if you're like trying to mock standards and practices of like, well, we couldn't make fun of this real dead baby. But if we're quoting Meryl Streep... It, mm-hmm. it is up until the Australian boom they talk about. I guess that was the most referenced Australian... Mm-hmm. For sure, yeah. ...thing in the pop culture media. Yeah, well, and it fit with uh, the American belief of like, well, it's all just the outback. You don't have mm-hmm. cities. You're just like, nobody's <laughs> in the wilderness being eaten by like Big field of blooming onions. Yeah, so, so, yeah, here's the second half of that phone call. You're just some punk kid, aren't you? Oh, you picked the wrong guy to tangle with here, mate. <laughs> I don't think so. You're all the way in Australia. Hey, I think I hear a dingo eating your baby. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, ooh, oh, oh, I love that's his anger. It. I'm going to report this to me, member of parliament. <laughs> hey, Gus, I got something to report to you. That's a bloody outrage, <laughs> it is. I want to take this all the way to the prime minister. Mr. Prime Minister! Andy! Hi, <laughs> mate. What's a good word? He's floating in a in a pond drinking a beer. Very Homer Foster's Simpson. And yeah. nude. He is nude, too. Uh, the Prime Minister in 95 was Paul Keating, though, not this guy not named Andy. Andy. Yeah. It's funnier to hear him yell, Andy! Then Paul! Yeah. This, uh, he would be replaced in just one year by the uh, the guy who would pass all those gun control laws there post uh, Port Arthur which is a very depressing thing to talk about. Yes, but, but the, they, they fixed it. I just, yes, they did. They It only took one massacre. They didn't have to wait for, what are we up to, like 500 at this uh, point? Probably seven? the 50th this year recently. I honestly can't comment on the most recent massacre on this because a more recent one will have happened. Yeah, within the next but, week. But I just I just love Bruno's like impotent rage like, oh you Oh God! Yeah. Oh, he's so angry. <laughs> and yeah, his member of parliament next door is feeding pigs. Feeding pigs. Hey, they're <laughs> proud farm people. And I just love all those uh, the letters Bart gets, and that he uh, has to like push them down with <laughs> his sacks. That's a good. I I like that escalation. I was sad there wasn't more letter jokes. There was nothing funny on the letters themselves. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Hopping Mad Collection. Agency I guess that's was one the of them. Joke but they could get. I was like, freezing for like you know the little freeze frame jokes, and there was really nothing. Not even a funny name of a city. Yeah, like. And I also think that they had a different act break, I think, for the episode. This is my theory, that Mm. before Lisa saying, ooh, I think you should talk to mom and dad on this, I think that was the act break. Mm. Because the act break is Bart saying, I'm getting indicted by Australia, 
That's no reason to block the TV. Boom. Boom yeah. <laughs> when it comes back from the act break, it is the exact same shot. Like, they hmm. didn't. So I think they just moved the act break forward 30 seconds and ended on a joke instead of a threat of Bart. I think you're right. But uh, checks out. Yeah. It, well, and speaking <laughs> of checks out, then we get Homer learning of the existence of multiple countries for the first time. Bart, did you trick an Australian boy into accepting a $900 collect call? Yes, I'm. Hmm, there it is, Australia. I'll be damned. <laughs> Look at this country. You are gay. <laughs> <laughs> that that whole you are gay and the laughter, that was the critical error Windows sound on my friend's computer for like five years. <laughs> so the computer was always calling you gay. Uh, that, that has haunted Uruguay in my mind for ever gay. since that. Which... I mean, we had a similar moment in the, public, in the library of our elementary school discovering the country and mispronouncing it, the country mm. of Niger. Mm. When we first, like, I can't believe they called it. <laughs> oh my God. Didn't they realize? Uh, and I... this was later referenced in the title of Super Mario Galaxy, you are Mr. Gay. That's a that's, really dumb joke. Oh, right. <laughs> now, yeah, you uh, listeners who don't know this, uh, it was so funny, though, that every, like, what, there was a, there was like a, a twinkle, twinkle on each letter. On certain letters of Super Mario Galaxy, <laughs> and they spell out you are MR. Gay. You are Mr. Gay. You wow, Mr. I forgot Gay. about that. Uh, um, classic to 2010 era internet comedy. Because Dave was trying to it. find a new one for Super Mario Odyssey, because oh, I did yeah. it again. Oh, Mario God. 64 had like L is real 2041 or oh, whatever. Yeah, yeah, man. Good. Oh, such good time. But all right. So then we get. Oh, yeah, baby. The, I completely for. I do not think of Phil Hartman as being yeah. in this episode of my memories. But I he is he was a last so minute great. fill in. I, I, yes, my theory is mm-hmm. the mouth movements are a little off with him. I think they're like. If we Oakley has been very clear, Oakley and Weinstein were very clear on their commentaries, like that Phil Hartman was their fixer, or they're mm-hmm. like, "Look, if this isn't as funny, we'll they get called Phil him the glue to say on it. SNL." Yeah. Oh, so you think he dubbed after the fact? I think he dubbed after the fact. I think Conover was uh, somebody else, and mm-hmm. then they thought, "No, it'll be funnier with Phil," and it is. Oh my! Hello, <laughs> I'm Evan Conover with the U.S. State Department, Under Secretary for International Protocol. Brat and punk the vision. <laughs> Unfortunately, Bart, your little escapade could not have come at a worse time. Americo-Australian relations are at an all-time low. As I'm sure you remember, in the late 1980s, the U.S. experienced a short-lived infatuation with Australian culture. For some bizarre reason, the Aussies thought this would be a permanent thing. Of course it wasn't. I know those words, but that sign makes no sense. Anyway, the Down Under fad fizzled, and the diplomatic climate turned absolutely frosty. Yeah, great performance. It's not, I mean, it is uh, unmistakably Phil Hartman, but it's not Lionel Hutz, and it's not Troy McClure. It's sort of a more fae, He's very fae. Yeah. I mean, they went with it, too, especially if his, like, crossing his legs, drinking tea. He's, it's a very effeminate man, not, perhaps, he, he comes off as huh. those kind of, closeted uh, government officials you see in there in in films and stuff that's what he comes off to me but i love i also love how obviously his name is like con over because yeah. then just to set up the line later like you sold us out con over that's right oh man i didn't even realize that was a joke it's that's so, awesome and and yes let, i guess let's explain all those australian uh, references right. in that slideshow well i mean i have a clip later for the knifey spoony thing we'll get to that when it shows up but crocodile dundee huge hit in america and i believe in australia and why a- not abroad we, yeah. we were doing 30 2010 where we talk about movies of 30 20 and 10 years ago and, and Crocodile D- Dundee came up last year like Top Gun's the number one movie of that year mm-hmm. but Top Gun didn't cost pennies Crocodile Dundee did oh yeah and uh, not even adjusted for inflation it cost 8 million dollars to make Crocodile Dundee and I think that's 
being over generous, it made three hundred and twenty-eight oh. million dollars at the domestic box. It might be wow. one of the most profitable things ever made. Wow! Because of how much. Yeah, I think it made most of America like more aware or just aware mm-hmm. of Australia as this different place, yeah. you know, that they didn't really think about. I also remember Man, white people look just like us. <laughs> yes, <yeah>. and <laughs> Yahoo! Ser- I, my dad took me to see well, Young yes, Einstein yeah. twice. <laughs> oh wow! Um, and it, it it was partially funded by the Australian government, and then Warner Brothers loved it so much that it poured money into it. It was a very weird time. I had I had seen. Young Frankenstein, but completely. I had seen Young Einstein by that point, but I had completely forgotten the man Yahoo serious, mm-hmm. and and I had Lisa's same reaction. I I just thought those were random words put together <laughs> yeah. in a picture of like, well, yeah, Yahoo serious festival. That's nothing. But I watched that movie again. <laughs> uh, forget why it was for a laser time. The first half of that movie is fucking gorgeous, hmm. and you can see when it gets studio money, it's like. Why don't we just stick around this one set now? Because <laughs> before that, it's like all over New Zealand and Australia, and it is gorgeous. Well, yeah, they they realized how beautiful it is, but look up great southern land, Young Einstein. It's a great music video that's in the middle of the movie, and it's awesome. <laughs> uh, and also, though, I think when I think of the history of Yahoo Serious, I think of this great moment from MST3K. Then there's the time the country rallies together to beat back hell, like the time we as a nation said no. To Yahoo Serious. I remember that. All of us together drawn <laughs> inexplicably to the slobbering mouth of hell. And then suddenly, somehow, by some unknown force, rescued in the nick of time like Moses and the Israelites. Now. <laughs> That's great. Trace is such a good puppeteer. Yeah, He's great. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, Listen Koala- to our interview with Trace Blue. Oh, we did that. That's right. So Koala Blue, which I believe yeah. my, my mom had shopped in with me at some point. It was an Australian import chain uh, co-founded by Olivia Newton-John, what? the famous singer-actress. Yep. Wow. And it lasts from 1988 to 1992. So that was that's like squarely the, the, the crazy Australian mm-hmm. fad years, like yeah. 80, late yeah. 80s to early 90s. She knew when to strike while the iron was hot on that. I'm but. just judging with hindsight, but it seemed like Americans like had discovered a white tribe that yeah. has long left un, un, These undisturbed. Ex- eccentric white people like Mark Jacko Jackson, who is the guy holding the giant Energizer battery. So this happened in my lifetime. I don't, I don't remember, remember this either. at all. Don't at all. This was no their way. pre-Energizer bunny mascot, a, like an insanely like buff footballer who would go, oi, a lot. So we can play the Christmas Energizer commercial. Oh, thank you. Oi! To make your Christmas brighter, you need the Energizer! Wow. Test prove in most devices, Energizer lasts longer than any other battery. For energy, remember me, new Energizer. Oh man, they just uh, scream wow. it at you. Oh, I, that's the boys. <laughs> exactly. Now I, now I get all those two right things on MST3K. Oh, you're it's, right. In Space Mutiny, they do that. I forgot show. about that. If anybody from Energizer is listening, I, I just want to say I think it's time you should diversify because <laughs> I still see commercials for you, but I can't think of a product. That whenever I need it, I resent it so much. Like, yeah. what the fuck does this thing still take batteries? Yeah, it's what I mean, the Xbox One controller. I mean, yes, what, what year is this? It's when I need to capture a Wii, a Wii game. <laughs> I gotta put fucking energizers in this. But I think they learned their lesson with that guy that they should. They're like, no, we need to. We can't own this guy. He's yeah. a human. Like, so we need to make up a fake thing that we can own. And the Energizer Bunny was even more. I I was just shocked that line of like, what do you think of energy? Think of me. Like, that's what screwed over Verizon. 
Verizon with the dude who now went over to Sprint. Like, he can be like, I used to like Verizon, but now Mr. Sprint. And that fake Sony guy, too. The fake Sony exec. man. Kevin Butler. I am so... That time, man, that guy was funny and all, but the hero worship of that dude, I was like, it's not that funny, guys. Like, yeah. fucking calm down. It's, it's cute the at P- best. I mean, the PS3 sucks. Like, who cares? <laughs> I know this guy's funny, but... Uh, it yeah. got better. It got better. Yeah. No, I never wore Koala Blue myself. And, uh, and meanwhile, there was no Vegemite sub thing in Subway. That, it's Ameri- an acquired taste. That America shit did sucks. not get into Vegemite. No, yeah. yeah. It's, it's awful. But, and then also the murder of Castro that did that didn't go so well, that plan B. He would he, live another 20 years. It was a long years. plan. He eats the slide, though. I love that. Just swallows the slide. Uh, and so, yes, Conover, though, has a plan to fix all of this. And Bart's childish taunting agitated the Aussies further. Oh, he'll agitate you. Oh, he sure will. <laughs> what can we do for you? Well, it's too late to merely pay back the money. But as a sign of good faith to our Australian friends, we'd like to imprison Bart for five years. That's tough but fair. Boy, go with the man. No, 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 no. I'm not going to have my son go to jail over some silly tiff with Australia. You'll just have to find some other country to have relations with. <laughs> I love You're that. You're sure now? The prison train is sailing. Okay, I'm not hearing a lot of support for prison. There is one <laughs> other option. They'll drop the charges if Bart makes a public apology in Australia. I got a good chuckle out of Marge's very mom-like take on uh, diplomacy. Yes. Like, find some other country to have relations with. Also, the cute way she just hugs Bart, like, no, yeah. no, no. That's well, great animation, too. Well, meanwhile, Homer's just like, yeah, it's tough but it's fair. Tough but fair. All right, you're gonna go to prison for five years, son. Get out of here. <laughs> go like, with go, the man. Go with the man. You're gone, and now, ah, <laughs> uh, that's beautiful. And so we also get a return of the. We haven't had like the go through the earth jokes in a yeah. lot of cut, cutaways like that. Who's that god? It's uh, Shiva, I Shiva. believe. Uh, Hinduism is the one true faith. We don't know it. <laughs> I like that. I well, my favorite gag in there is that. Well, I do like the guy who's crawling out of his coffin, and, mm-hmm. but then got uh, stuck halfway. But the the dinosaurs in the coffins, just <laughs> the idea of like we just haven't dug deep enough to find that the dinosaurs buried themselves. Dinosaur too. funerals, and also Skylab did land in Western Australia. Oh, that yes, is accurate. That's true. Yeah. I forgot about that. Wow. So uh, then the Simpsons land in Australia. Uh, we left at one thirty p.m. Monday. What time is it now? It's 6.45 a.m. next Wednesday. You may also be interested to know that it's summer here, not winter. Oh. <laughs> so, the, gotta, math, yeah. the math on that actually does check out, though it always confused me the way the way Lisa says next Wednesday makes yeah. me think it's a week from then instead of... The, the time difference is 18 hours forward. So wow. right now, subtract six hours from where we are right now, but then think it's the next day. That's mm. what time it is in Australia compared to the Pacific yeah, time zone. Again. Uh, but so if they flew for 24 hours and then had a 20-hour time difference, let's say Springfield is the middle of America, it would add up to it being the going from monday to wednesday that would work but not a week <laughs> it's it's why i've never i've not wanted to go to australia because like i've been on a mm. the longest flights i've been on have been to japan which are 11 hours it's like from the west coast a direct flight to australia is more like 18 hours oh, it's and, and, yeah ridiculous and i i don't know i have i am a first world man <laughs> access to a ton of hygienic products but it is a fascinating study 
to what happens to your body when just left unattended as you just live and breathe. Yeah. Because, and I didn't haven't seen this episode in a while, and just the little frizzle on all of their clothes. Yes. Is, yeah. it, like, it just brought all that back to me, how I feel after 11-hour flight. You, I didn't move. I just slept, and I'm filthy. And I need a shower. Yeah, these hair is kind of droopy too. I mean, my yeah. clothes are all screwed up. I just feel disgusting. I want everything off of my body, kind of like how I feel right now. But I forgot to shower. <laughs> we do see Homer's sled for far too long before that joke lands. Yeah, though. just like why does he have a sled? Oh, okay. This he because should, of this joke. I kind of wish for that joke he had been more like in a old Warner cartoon where he just pulls it out behind his back and like oh. But. Yeah, Modern Simpsons have to be a twenty-five dollar carry-on fee joke. <laughs> and uh, yeah, the bullfrog is a reference to the cane frogs who were brought over to Australia from Hawaii to kill cane beetles but then yeah. the frogs became a bigger problem all their yeah, own. and they actually the, the cane toads didn't even affect the beetles and they uh, they, they, they affected biodiversity elsewhere. Else? What's that? Sorry, I'm doing okay. a beetles impression. <laughs> oh, got it. Uh, so yeah. this happened like in the 30s so it's still a problem today yeah. and they're still looking for a solution to this today. I, I don't know. I, I don't want to go off on that too much but Florida's riddled with invasive species problems. Of Kudzu, things- man. Kudzu, to this day, the only way they can combat that. They plant... It's beautiful! It's an invasive species. It'll seal all the water from your other plants. It'll murder every plant around it. And the <laughs> only way they can combat it in 2017 is to bring herds of sheep everywhere they <laughs> everywhere they grew it and they eat it. Wow. And they, the sheep eat it. Nature oh wants to God. kill us, even plants. There was also a look into the zebra mussel I- I story in America, too, of another thing taking over. Eucalyptus, yeah. actually, in Miami. They built them oh, really? near uh, the canals and they soak up all the water and deny every plant around it. Those water. Sounds like they do need to mm. import some. Some uh, koalas, as the end of this episode says. So uh, then they meet the U.S. ambassador to uh, Australia, who actually in 1995 was a man named Edward J. Perkins. So not Avril Ward. No, it's not Avril. That's a great... These are some Oakley and Weinstein names. (laughs) Avril Ward. It's just a boring, regular... I love it. But the American toilet is this... This might... Well, it's not my line of the show, but I do love this. It's a great uh, exploration of what how dumb nationalism is. It's like you're getting weepy over an American toilet. That you spent millions of du- oh, government too. money yeah. on I, just so it would flush the American way. And whatever Harry Shearer is doing here, I want more of this character. No. Yes, <laughs> I, I like it. I like that. I like that a lot. Nah, Simpsons, <laughs> I'd like you to meet our ambassador, the Honorable Avril Ward. Hello. Now, everything is all set for Bart's apology. Mr. Conover will meet you at the Parliament House at 3 p.m. Any questions? Yeah. Do the toilets go backwards in here? No. To combat homesickness, we've installed a device that makes them swirl the correct American way. <laughs> the sound we land of liberty. No pig. Good, good toilet foley. Yeah. But the, I, I just got obsessed with the apparatus. That's wrapped around. It looks like the end of the Watchmen. What they've done yes. to the toilet yes. just to make it swirl the other just way. Just to make it swirl the American way. It's just like and the yeah, correct that, way. That delivery of no, <laughs> and that it makes them all cry. It's beautiful. And uh, it was the opening joke uh, sound in here, but the. It's a great dad joke of Homer, like, Australia, America, Australia. But it also, that's another great storytelling thing I'll give to Oakley and Weinstein as the writers, too, of, like, 
they need for plot purposes to set up that an embassy in a foreign country is foreign mm-hmm. soil. If this is where I and learned it, it can't be taken over. Yeah, yeah, it's it's when I hear about say Julian Assange hiding in a closet. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, it's like in Australia where the Simpsons hang out. What about Benghazi, Henry? Uh, He's a very brave tattletale. Uh, uh, but so and and then also the the marine punching homer in the face multiple times where he's like no marine we don't take that kind of crap in america sir (laughs) so they go around australia i'm sure aussies really love jokes about them being the descendants of convicts like never gets old it's something they really love and so they their trip to a pub is pretty great yes you call that a knife this is a knife that's not a knife that's a spoon all right, all right, you win. <laughs> I see you've played knifey spoony before. <laughs> hey, give me one of those famous giant beers I heard so much about. Something wrong, Yank? No, it's pretty big, <laughs> I guess. I'll just have a cup of coffee. Beer it is. No, I said coffee. Beer? Coffee. Beer? C O B A. I love how they're able to turn beer into two syllables. Beer. Beer. And the a parade of dumb jokes that yeah, I love so, so much. They're so good. I for the four finger discount article you brought mm-hmm. up, they said the like the only beer they drink in this is Foster's, and it apparently that would be like assuming every American drinks Budweiser, Ugh. which like yeah, it's but it, it's, they they say they don't drink Foster's. There. It was a complicated thing to try and research that that mm. Foster's I think was a license that some beer company bought out during the Australian uh. phase, so Australians have no affinity for Foster's. It's not really a thing there. It was I heard something it's Australian for beer. Yeah, it's it's something we made into a thing. And I remember my dad because Florida had such strict alcohol bottling rules. Like we don't have forties are legal. So, but oh, yeah, you, you travel yeah. across the Georgia line, you would be able to find these giant Foster's cans. Mm. But they couldn't sell them in Florida, so oh. it was this weird novelty. But they they taste like garbage. No one likes yeah. the taste of it. It was more famous for the volume, yeah, uh, that I, it was sold in. I love Homer's. I've copied Homer's reaction of seeing something that's supposed to be impressive, <laughs> like. It's pretty big, I guess. Let's talk about Knifey Spoonie, though. Knifey Spoonie! So, this has been referenced on a previous episode. Uh, It was in Boy Scouts in the Hood, I think, where Moe and Hans Molman are having a knife fight. And Hans Molman has the the Crocodile Dundee line. He falls over. The knife is too big. Down I go. (laughs) But, yeah, this is the the original scene here. You got a light, buddy? Yeah, sure, kid. There you go. And your wallet. Nick, give him your wallet. What for? He's got a knife. (laughs) That's not a knife. That's a knife. So he cuts the Whoa. Eddie Murphy uh, raw jacket <laughs> off of that guy. Yeah, is that raw or dangerous? He, Whatever. Cut, he cuts up Diet Thriller Man. <laughs> I think it's raw. I think Whatever it's red yes. suit oh my Eddie God. Murphy yeah. jacket. Remember that scene in Beverly Hills Cop where he walks by a guy wearing that outfit, but Axel Foley laughs at it? Like, <laughs> uh, but no. yeah. That's a classic. I I wonder if that scene with some Americans like finally a white guy showed a black guy what's up, but it's yeah, an Australian but it does feel a little more innocent and like yeah. oh he has a knife, does he? Yeah, like yeah. the instant funk music when he appears is not so great, you know. Oh, yeah, but it was also one of those. 
multicultural gangs you see in films. Yeah, that's right. Like, but the, no, I would love to... You know, the, it, the warriors courtesy of Olivia, Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. <laughs> As a kid, I'd see New York portrayed this way. I was like, does, I wonder if in 1988 anyone dressed like that in New York. Like I, any, I, I really doubt it. Maybe breakdancing troops dance like, like, <laughs> dress like that. Crocodile Dundee is a fun film. I just want to say, and that scene is is much cooler than the uh, unlimited parodies you've seen that would make Mm -hmm. you think. And uh, just looking at him in that scene, I can totally see why my mom was rubbing it out to Paul Hogan. (laughs) He's He's a rugged man. Yeah, he's your protector. He's also like, he's not not intimidating. He's like... (laughs) Now this is nice. <laughs> yeah. See, it's funny. Yeah. But then he like slashes up his clothes with the implication of like I could have stabbed you to death right now. If I, I mean, his to. head is covered in teeth. That's so cool. Yeah, he's yeah. I <laughs> That's not see. creepy and weird at all. <laughs> uh, but okay. By the way, guys, the Lumbaloo dirt mines are not a real thing. <laughs> that's that's made up. I, I had to look up what it was a referencing. It is a, a Uluru, Uluru, which used to be called Ayers Rock, but that is the colonial name for it. They in, in within Australia, they put it back to its native name of Uluru. But it is a great Uluru. Lisa joke for her to be excited about seeing a dirt monument. Yes, yeah, but yeah, look at pictures that. of it; it looks cool as fuck. It does look cool. It's yeah. this giant gravity-defying pile of red dirt. Yeah. It looks awesome. Now Uluru is beautiful in photos. I'd, I'd love to go there. But yes, uh, Bart is going. Bart is finally going to apologize. Which this was another point in that four finger discount article that the prime minister is also a judge. Like that is the prime <laughs> minister, but he is a judge in court which i couldn't tell it's it sounds like they don't really wear wigs all that much in in courts in australia now too it's more of like a formal thing mm. for a big fancy for a big trial like that they might put on i swear i saw their, them do it in a modern wigs. movie i mean in, in england they still do it i mm. that was one of the most confusing i love law and order so i watched <laughs> they did a bbc law and order law and order uk but it's where you get to see the differences Holy between in america and the uk one is like Closed circuit TVs are everywhere. In they're like, oh, how how are we going to find this thing in London? Well, TV everyone was it. being filmed we at filmed all times. Filmed it at all times. That's <laughs> like, why does this guy pull? Why does the cop pull out his gun? Well, they don't have guns. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, time for all the court scenes. But obviously, they're all going to have wow. to wear robes and dumb wow. wigs. All these barristers have to dress like this. And it kind of hurts the same Jack McCoy type <laughs> speech for me when they're all in like a big powdered when, wig. When you're cosplaying yeah, exactly. in court, you're in wig court now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but anyway, yeah, Sparta apologizes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I did to your country. You're free to go, but. Right after your additional punishment. <laughs> well, a mere apology would be a bit empty, eh? Let the booting begin! Booting? Nah, no, he's just a little kick in the bum. Yes. So who is the guy that comes in? Is that a Mad Max uh, He's figure? Mad Maxy, I suppose. Yeah, it's like leather it's, jacket and cut off jean shorts. There's a much more clear Mad yeah. Max reference later. later yeah. Yes, but it, he definitely seems like a tough guy in the Mad Max style. I yeah, because I'm trying. I was trying to think off the top of my head what are the more famous Australian movies mm-hmm. before this, and I, you know, other than Gallipoli, I couldn't think of shit. <laughs> yeah, it, and it could be a reference to that. I don't know. They kind of hit all the ones they could. But and- the most famous <laughs> Australian movies pre crocodile dundee all have mel gibson yeah <laughs> i i just i also love that story turn of like after your additional punishment yeah. like it's so great and and that conover knew it the entire time what kind of a sick country would kick someone with a giant boot <laughs> mr sense and shush disparaging the boot is a bootable offense it's one of their proudest traditions <laughs> 
Hold us out, Conover! That is a great line, yes. Uh, is, is disparaging the Buddha bootable offend? Is that a best line? Yeah, I'd I say think yeah. so. Joke. I mean, with with the added sprinkles of Mr. Simpson, shush. Yeah. Like, I, Mr. Simpson, that's shush. now my knock, favorite knock. line. <laughs> like he's so, that's, I love that. So, are you lightly implying that he might have been playing a gay, <laughs> a gay character? A gay person might have initially voiced yeah, Conover. N- n- I don't know about that. Maybe I whoever hmm. played him probably. In my assumption that Phil Hartman is a secondary voice, and mm-hmm. whoever played him did it in a fey way as well, because the huh. animation is there. Yeah. I'm going to tweet at Bill Oakley after this. Yeah, yeah, he'll have the he'll know what to do. Uh, and then we have. <laughs> Homer's speech, which I love this. about the barbarity of Australia compared to America, <laughs> which only gets funnier with each year in America. When will you Australians learn? In America, we stopped using corporal punishment, and things have never been better. The streets are safe. Old people strut confidently through the darkest alleys, and the weak and nerdy are admired for their computer programming abilities. So, like us, let your children run wild and free. Because, as the old saying goes, let your children run wild and free. Now, boy, yeah. run back to the embassy, back to American soil. <laughs> and again, like speaking of international incidents, Homer briefly holding the prime minister hostage yeah. and then breaking out of parliament. I love the that, boot on his fist. Yes. You know, like it's a gun. That is that would be a huge international incident. Yeah. Homer would be going to jail for life. He, he really did look like a Sweden Mega Man. <laughs> I, I do love you that boot. Boots. Just him pointing the boot at everybody. And uh, and again, though, I would say when, when the extra comedy in that is that Australia has not executed anyone since 1967. The last time they sentenced someone to death was 1984, but they commuted it to a life sentence. So the, their country has not executed anyone since 1967. So if we're going to talk about mm. corporal punishment, capital punishment, they don't do that since in more than 50 years. So. Wow. That's again funny for us to judge them. Uh, and, but then we have, then we find uh, out that apparently they don't know what boomerangs are in Australia. This is a great joke. I'll stop them. <laughs> oh no, it's coming back this way. That throwing stick stun of yours has boomeranged on us. <laughs> oh, so hey, we can get away in their pouches. Ew. It's not like in cartoons. Yeah, there's a lot more mucus. <laughs> That's so great. That's so great. On the, l- on the young Chris checklist of what I know about Australia, I was waiting for these references. Yes. And they subverted my expectations in a way I still think is fucking hilarious. <sighs> yeah, yeah. They're, they're both beautiful. That, that they have boomerang as a term, as a verb, but they don't know what an actual one does. They just call it a throwing stick, and it shocks them. They're like, it's coming back. It's, I love it's that my favorite voice. gag in this episode. Yeah, did I, you guys have a boomerang growing up in I, this Australian no. uh, mania days? Yes. Australian mania days. Never, ever could get it to work. Same properly. here. I had a Nerf boomerang that yeah. whistled when you throw, but it would oh. just throw it off into the distance. It would never come you back. You still had to chase it. That's yeah. true. Yeah, I did have a Nerf boomerang. Did it whistle, true. though? Mm-hmm. They had to whistle. Yeah. I used the wooden ones. I saw people who could use them like just flawlessly they throw it and they don't move a step and boom it snaps back into their hand so in my research of pouches though that apparently mucus it's not that there isn't mucus in there there is Mm -hmm. but what really pouches are for is to protect nipples like it is at least in kangaroos (laughs) kangaroos when they give birth to a joey they are really they would be considered premature (laughs) they aren't they they it's not like saying when a calf gives birth it can get around it can't so the pouch is like a second womb and 
that baby's got to eat something, so wow. nipples are inside of there. If you look inside a pouch, it is hairless and has multiple nipples in there, and it's it's rather scrotal, honestly. I'm surprised like, so. you're not gagging right now. <laughs> and, you know, the mucus is gaggier to me <laughs> than nipples, I'd say. But, uh, okay, I don't get this sign joke about the, the, the gift shop. It's a Mexican gift shop in, like, why is... Why I th- is it a, I think on I the commentary they say it's a parody of a real gift shop uh, yes. between North and South Dakota or Carolina. Oh, I thought okay. maybe yeah. South, okay. I didn't check this out that South of the Border gift shop wasn't like a chain of gift shops. I see. Okay. Yeah. So it's an added weirdness of a yeah. Mexican style gift shop in Australia. It's, it's high quality. I love that says. Pedro says high quality. <laughs> and I love the joke. It reminds me of my mom. It's so sweet. It's such a great mom joke. Yeah, yes, where yeah. the uh, it's so it's so clever. Mom, you said I could have one souvenir, right? Well, I want a didgeridoo. Really good. Mm, that seems very noisy and expensive for a souvenir. Hmm. Why don't you get this nice cap? It's clever, just like you. Get out of here. These bloody things are everywhere. They're in the lift, in the lorry, in the bond wizard, and all over the Malonga Gildachuk. They're like kangaroos, but they're reptiles, they is. We have them in America. They're called bullfrogs. What? That's an odd name. I'd have called them chaswazzers. What? Dude, it, <laughs> I know. It just it only occurred to me on this viewing, wow, Australia has its own squeaky voice teen. Yeah, yeah, yeah but he's Thumbs there. up to Dan at, Castellaneta doing yes. that voice in so, Australian accent. They made, the made-up words are the bone wizard <laughs> and the Malunga gilderchuck. <laughs> And also Chaz Wazer. These yeah. are all like they could conceivably be uh, Australian words. Yeah. They're, they're almost as good as like Cromulet, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's I a- also I love Poe Buddies Nerfect. Like yeah. as a dorky kid who wanted to buy things in gift shops, I absolutely mm-hmm. had this experience of like, can I get this expensive thing, this rain stick? Yeah, perhaps? it was always, my dad yeah. loved Native American shit, so he went to like every reservation in this <laughs> country and I yeah, he but now I always wanted that from, rain stick. I can see it from Marge's position of like, I'm not buying you a seventy dollar didgeridoo that's going to fill up your bag. Like, here's a hat; it's ten dollars. Like, be- let's just get this. I believe Lisa could learn how to efficiently play the didgeridoo, mm-hmm. but it it requires like a different. You have to learn, yeah. how, relearn how to breathe. Yeah, that consistent breathing through your my nose. My mom has a didgeridoo, and she's yeah, she's still training herself, and she has like decades of experience playing musical instruments, so mm-hmm. she can at least she has a starting point for that. Yeah, but. Yeah. It has, Which I guess that? Lisa does too. Consistent, you breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth, so you never stop blowing yeah. into the didgeridoo. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, uh, when they recorded the the special version of the theme for the ending, mm-hmm. the didgeridoo is a real one, but it's made out of like plastic PVC pipe. It wasn't oh, wooden, yeah. so you could have used a vuvuzela, and I would have been totally fooled. <laughs> I just love, I love Marge's. Eh? Eh? <laughs> it is great because there's like no real connection between Lisa and Marge. It's like this eh. is clever. You're smart. You like yes, these things. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's a very nice, very sweet joke. So they run off to the embassy chased by every remaining uh, stereotype of australia they could and it still isn't many no there's, there's an aborigine in there too yeah they at least get one How of the aboriginal yeah. <laughs> uh, and we get a joke about american craftsmanship in there which was funny uh and then the phone bargaining scene actually kind of reminds me a bit of dr strange love this this gets a bit more vietnam in this uh, <laughs> well, this is direct Oh yeah, yeah. I like how cruel this is to Marge. As much as I love Marge, I can't believe our government would set up barn like that. I must say, I'm very angry at the State Department right now. Yes, but Mrs. Simpson, please, we're about to reach a breakthrough with the Aussies. Then it's agreed. During the bargaining session, we each get two candy apples. All right, 
One candy and one caramel. Oh, for the love of criminy, give me that. I know Bart did something wrong, but he's my son, and I'm going to punish him myself. Our countries may have their differences, but as human beings, I think we can all agree there's no substitute for the discipline of a loving parent. He wants to talk to you. <laughs> Yellow. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we're in agreement. She won't be allowed near the phone again. Aww, <laughs> poor Marge. It's, it, I, I love guess, that so much. Yeah, it's it is, great. It is sad that that has to happen to Marge, but it's one of those, <laughs> another of those awesome murky things of a rejection of sitcom tropes. Mm. That would have been the end of the episode. Yeah, even the music is, is built in to fool you. Yeah, it's like, like swelling music. Okay, see, common sense mom finally talked us out of this international incident. Instead, it's like, nope. It's, <laughs> she the, won't be allowed near the phone yeah, again. We should not have listened to them. I, I love how they sell celebrate that they that their compromise is exactly what the Australians wanted to. We did it. We've worked out a compromise that will allow both nations to save face. We've argued them down to a booting. What? The prime minister <laughs> just wants to kick you once through the gate with a regular shoe. I believe it's a wingtip. No deal. This is my son we're talking about. Sure, he's not perfect, but who is in this workaday world? No, mom, wait. Looking at the toilet. It's time for me to bend over and receive my destiny. Yeah, just like Michael <laughs> Fay, uh, his sentence was also also argued down, but they were still going to do the booting. Yeah, they had to. They had to do it. And I'm on Australia's side here. Bart should have just just get kicked once. Like you were wrong. You Suck did a bad up. thing. Especially like they and, again. They're not pressing charges on Homer for. Holding the prime minister hostage. That's a pretty big deal. You got, uh, like, a free trip to Australia worth thousands of dollars in an act of, uh, you know, shitty patriotism on Australia's (laughs) part. But still, take it. Yeah. You want to kick my ass? I'll go to Australia for free. (laughs) Right now. I do love the... We didn't even mention the flag with the butt on it getting kicked. (laughs) Yes. Such a beautiful flag. I love that image. But, yeah, so Bart... Seemingly, he's going to take his punishment. Thank you, Bart. I promise I won't make fun of you later for this. (laughs) Show him what American butts are made of, son. (laughs) Marching up to the wall. That's it, lad. This is for the Commonwealth of Australia. And this is for the United States of America. <laughs> Boy, it, that don't tread on me has uh, taken on new meaning lately. <laughs> yes, it has. Yeah, but that but that should be the flag. That should be the Gadsden flag. Bart's I agree. With Trent, don't. But again, it was used. It was used in such a selfish way of like. No, you're wrong, Bart. Like, you just take your punishment. It is very much the American exceptionalism thing. It's like, you yeah. can't punish us. You dare to punish me? Well, I'm going to use this as a... And this is like Revolutionary War, where I'm going to fight against the tyranny of you trying to punish me for doing what I wanted to do. And the uh, shot of them fleeing on the um, helicopter is a shot of the fall of Saigon in 1975. Saigon, yes, yeah. which... A dark thing to joke about. That is, that's when America officially lost a war. That was not a war. It was police action. So we didn't lose a war. Well, let's never get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> we choose to leave. You're, you didn't uh, win. Yeah, I, did, I, I was reminded because the Ken Burns documentary, the yeah. great Vietnam series he just did for PBS. Mm. It, what a fucking... 
What a goat fuck that whole colonialism did to that goddamn country. Yeah, yeah. Mm. They just want it. Yeah, it's, oh, boy, we bombed this shit out of them. <laughs> and, but again, Ugh. thinking about this in the context of, like, the Simpsons just destroyed the American embassy in Australia. How can some. that ever go back? <laughs> how can that, how do you fix that? The Simpsons should be national news. Exactly. They yeah. should have a Weird Al portion of his yeah. crash test dummies. <laughs> and that song, by the way, that was the first time I ever heard Weird Al reference a penis, and it was very confusing. <laughs> There's Mr. a Bobbitt Happy. segment. Mr. Uh, Happy. Yeah. Yeah, the, uh, and then they get in a little shot about Walter Mondale. Yes. It's, it's a laundry ship. He lost against Reagan in 84, the election. Quite poorly. Yeah. Quite badly. Pretty uh, sure they're about to cover it on Stranger Things. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll be season, season three. Season five. Uh, okay, so then uh, we get uh, the Simpsons not only piss off Australia, not only ruin U.S.-Australian relations, but also doom Australia, apparently, entire ecosystem. It's, it's weird how Lisa is on board with this. Yeah, which she should really, she should at least be like, no, Australia's wrong. Like, though I did like she compliments Bart of like, I'm surprised you drew so legibly yes. on your own butt. That's a great line, too. Hey, look, those frogs are eating all their crops. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's what happens when you introduce foreign species into an ecosystem that can't handle them. <laughs> I feel like The Simpsons have done 18 episode endings like that one. The, the, uh, uh, the smash zoom into a thing, an ominous mm. thing. I love the, the pizzicato strings and also the didgeridoo yeah. behind it. It's like, yeah. I couldn't. What's that a reference to? It's a specific horror mm. lick, and I couldn't, I couldn't figure it I out. Mean, it kind of like reminds a, me of yeah. the Eye in Psycho, like mm. the uh, and then Psycho. It, it, but it's 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 just a hard trope. I think that's gone beyond a single reference. But I'd like to think the end the end shot forecasted Hypnotoad for Matt Frame. <laughs> <laughs> I I just love that a koala, the friendliest, cutest thing in the world, <laughs> that they're zooming in like it's a threat. Yeah. And, and I also, as a kid, when I finished watching this, I always imagined like. Well, they just the next episode should have been an alien style survival horror thing on the Walter Mondale where they're fighting the koala and they have to stop the koala from getting to America. Uh, but man, that's that's one thing I've always wanted to go to Australia just to hold a koala. If I could go to some animal place, like, I heard they're mean little fuckers. Unfortunately, Aww. they have to sedate that koala first. But well, uh, uh, then a sleepy koala fuck, and, and their claws are like super sharp. Yeah, apparently. they'll yeah. gut you, man. All right, I guess I've got enough cuddly animals I can. <laughs> That was a great, a great episode. Yeah. I really it did color my idea of Australia for a long time. Me and too. They, I think Australia is kind of over it. They, I think they've embraced it as like, ah, eh, we got made fun of by the Simpsons. Everybody gets a that. gentle ribbing. They, I just they like... got, they took it better than Brazil. Though in Brazil, they they said everyone gets kidnapped all the time in Brazil. Which like that's a darker joke than anything Australia. And it's infested with monkeys. But yeah, I say uh, this, there's a ton of great jokes in this episode. I just appreciate it. Uh, I think even more for just how well built it is. There's no yeah. fat. From the first second, it is setting up the story. There's no joke that goes to That's waste. True. It's very, very perfect in terms of construction. I love this episode. It doesn't feel like they finish the script and they're like, we need five more minutes. All right, make up a thing that leads them to this point. Very yeah. well structured. It's it's television-y. It's cartoony. It's got everything. And it's it's gone full circle with, like, Australians find this mildly offensive to Australians just embrace this and yes. love this for what it is. And I really like Wes Archer and his team. The designs on their vacation look it are different than their itchy and scratchy looks. Yeah. They could have just pulled out their itchy and scratchy Bart has, look, like, a redder t-shirt for some yeah, reason. Yeah, it's, it's a more weird. red t-shirt. And, and Marge with her, like, you know... Uh, 
preppy sweater tied around her. Yeah, it's just, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah a great episode. Mm-hmm. So this has been Talking Simpsons, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. And I've been your host, Bob Mackey. My other podcast is Retronauts every Monday at Retronauts.com or look for Retronauts in your podcast machine. We also occasionally do bonus episodes on Fridays. And like I said, it is a classic gaming podcast. I've been doing it for about seven years now out of the 11 total. So we've been around the block a few times and we probably <laughs> talked about things that you like. So please look us up on the internet and Retronauts.com. Including a bunch of terrible Simpsons games. Oh boy, yes. and we have yeah. covered the hell out of those games. We'll do more, we'll do more. And uh, this podcast is supported on Patreon at patreon.com slash Talking Simpsons. We post every episode a week early and ad-free on there. Not to mention that we have a ton of exclusives like exclusive interviews. We just did a really awesome one that we have the extended version of their interview with Ian Jones Quarty, the creator of OKKO, oh, yeah. who's a fan of this show. So, hey, if you... I'm a fan uh, of you, Ian. Yeah, <laughs> we, all you people who love OKKO, you should listen to Ian and listen to the show. A famous person likes us. Yes, yeah. <laughs> if you're famous, let us know. Uh, <laughs> Uh, every famous person who listens, let us know. We want to interview you. We mm. love you, too. <laughs> but anyway, yes. Patreon.com slash Talking Sims. That's also where Talking Critic lives, where we go through every episode of The Critic. We're kind of, we're actually nearing the end. I'm shocked we're running out of Critic episodes. And we've got uh, co-host Diana Goodman and Michael Rapares. Yes. And here's my segue yeah. uh, from all that. Uh, we do a show called 302010, where you look what happened 30, 20, and 10 years ago and mostly pop culture history. Speaking of terrible Simpsons games, as we were for Retronauts episodes, the mm. Simpsons game is now a decade. Oh my god! Celebrates its 10-year anniversary right around this time. Right when Visceral closes down, the people who made it. And it, From that to Dead Space, yikes. Yep. It's wonderful in terms of Simpsons reference. It's a terrible game, and it's odd that recently on Video Game Apocalypse, the show hosted, the video game show hosted by Michael Parris, like South Park is the game... Whether you like South Park or not, its game is a great... In terms of celebrating what South Park is, it's a great game. Mm -hmm. And, uh, oh yeah, we also talked about Steven Steven Universe's uh, Save the Light. It's also a really good Paper Mm Mario-esque game that just came out. But that Simpsons game should have been... On paper, it looks like the greatest thing ever with exclusive animation. They basically made a whole episode worth of animation. There's like a 60 to 90 minute good episode in there, but the gameplay is awful. It sucks. Just watch that on YouTube. (laughs) Yeah, but it's it's a very funny game. Uh, And then Laser Time, uh, the topic-based uh, show. I'm currently researching this as of this recording, but we just did an episode about how critics suck, and we're calling out the critics who shit on in reviews some of the greatest things of all time. Mm-hmm. It's been very difficult for me to find someone shitting on The Simpsons. The whole world unanimously seemed mm-hmm. to love it in 1989 immediately, but I'm going to find that one that one wayward asshole who disparages <laughs> the show. I'm going to find it, Maybe I swear. Maybe Michael Medved will be your key to that problem. But wait, wait, wait and hear what a funny Duddies had to say about the Beatles, Star Wars, <laughs> Jaws, <laughs> RoboCop, these jerks who hated some of the greatest things of all time. I hate them too. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week with Homer versus Patty and Selma. We'll see you then.
If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.